This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Hello and welcome back to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. 533 days has been a long time to wait. The pining, the yearning, the will to be back among friends and family, to see your team take to the field, the smells, the hum of the crowd, the click of the turnstile for Mr. Kuzmala, the banter, the sound of the ball hitting the net and the subsequent roar. The promise of summer then followed up with club videos, pictures, kids with face paint poser and anticipation. The hunger. And then the regret, <laughs> the mistakes, the officials, the lackluster performance and those performances that are hard to stomach. Joining myself, Matt Shaw, this week, I have a man who never has a problem stomaching anything on this podcast. It's Phil Senior. You all right, Phil? <laughs> Good evening. How are we doing? Good. With Phil and myself is a man who's finally been able to watch a game and about one hour of the warm-up as well. So welcome, uh, Pozza, from, live from the sauna. How are you doing there? Yeah, not bad, mate. Good, good, good. And back podcasting, or is he on Gogglebacks? Gogglebacks, Gogglebox this week. It's Mr. Richard La Liga Cosmala. You all right, buddy? Good, man. Good to see you all, guys. Good. Uh, right, this episode is uh, sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. I'm happy to report that Magic Rock have renewed their sponsorship of this podcast uh, for another season. So going forward and in time, we'll be able to make this podcast more interactive than before uh, and hopefully bring back those live shows rather uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, and I've also got some Town Lager with me, which is a bonus hey. as well. 
So I might, I might open that live on air and, uh, well, not really live, are we? But see it and see how that goes. I've got some for you guys as well. So there's a couple of cans for you guys as well, which Fantastic. Uh, I will give to you Tuesday, if that's all right. Cos, pause. Yep. If you're there. Yes, I am. Good. Uh, Organising. Right, don't don't seem so happy, fellas. It's nine o'clock. They both want to go to bed, don't they? <laughs> Good job, it's past the watershed, isn't it? I'll, just, uh, I'll do a sort of beer and miss a game, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Nine o'clock watershed's gone, so let's fire in, guys, a lot to talk about. Right then, so then, <laughs> I've just about calmed down from that performance uh, from Saturday, still a little bit raw, because we're recording on Sunday night. Uh, I do realise that Fulham's side is, is exceptional at this level. It's not lost on me. We've got COVID issues. We were missing eight or nine players uh, that may have played, may, may or may not have played. Um, however... Uh, we made a good start, reasonably good start. First five, ten minutes. I have, I have no idea why we had a goal disallowed. It looked fine to me. It looked, uh, a re- you know, it took a ridiculous amount of time to disallow it as well. Uh, the ball was a mile out for their first and possibly hit Mitrovic on the arm as well as his knee. Uh, we've been done over by the officials there. There's, there's no two ways about that, but I don't really want to dwell on it. Uh, the reaction to going 1-0 down, though, was incredibly poor. You know, you can go a goal down relatively early. And you can respond, and we we failed to do so. Uh, we stopped playing, stopped pressing. Heads dropped. Uh, I have a really good view, Cosy. You've sat up with me before. I have a really good view where where I sit. And Carlos changed from four two three one three five two four three three. Every five minutes, tactics were getting changed. Players were moving around. Dwayne Holmes played about fifteen different positions. Um, that to me, the players didn't really. It just felt like they didn't quite fully know what what their role was supposed to be. You know, completely and. And when you've still got that small um, issue with regards to uh, not knowing exactly fully what you're doing and you're playing against somebody like Fulham, it's it's not going to go well because you need to be well-drilled. You need to be organised. And it just felt that perhaps we weren't. And I also thought their second goal was offside as well. But even taking the legitimacy of their goals into account, Pozza, it just felt like they were going to score anyway. You know, it was just a matter of time. Even if they'd have disallowed that one, the Mitrovic one got disallowed. I think it was Mitrovic, wasn't it? Far post disallowed they, they were gonna, they were essentially going to going to come out on top in that game there were no two ways about that pause then against boys that's that's all I can say it were uh, Tolan are you know let's not beat around the bush they are a decent side they have got some really good players but we just just well we didn't really do what did we as you say we, we sort of shuffled around formation there were no real tactics um, that I could see. There were no clear style of play. We, you know, Normally when you watch a match, you can say, well, at least we were trying to do X, Y and Z. But for me, we couldn't see any of that um, on Saturday. First 10 minutes, we, we sort of did all right. Um, crowd, were, crowd were up for it. Obviously, first game back after after a long time, the club bigged it up, you know, welcome home, return home and all that stuff on, on social media. And then we did what does the town do when, you know, we stab ourselves straight in foot and you know a ridiculous back pass from from Sauber Thomas really from halfway um it, from from I'm obviously I'm in South stand and you could see you could see it were going to be difficult to control and I think as a keeper there Phil you'll probably come in on this but you've got to make a judgment call of am I able to control that ball and get rid of it or do I just let it run out for a corner, give my right winger a bollock in and, and, and defend the corner because even to me, as that ball bouncing back, you're thinking there's no way he's going to, it might keep it in, but it's going to cause more problems than it's going to solve. And and I, evidently it did. I mean, you can say, yeah, it went out and everything like that. But after, after he's chested it up, he's volleyed 
is terrible. His his technique is awful, and he'd be better off just being just leaving it and 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 sort of defending the corner. Um, like you say, it probably wore out, but you know we shouldn't be in that situation to start with. And then, as you say, Matt, as that went in, never really got going. Second goal from a corner again, poor defending. Johnny Ogg's marking there, their sort of lad at back post and kind of just gets shoved to the ground. And once it goes 2 0, you're thinking, you know, we're out of it here. And then Matty Pearson actually gets a goal, 2 1. So, what were it, about five minutes before half time? You're thinking, do you know what? Yeah. Get back in at 2 1, we've got a chance. And a minute later, again, typical Huddersfield Town shooting herself in the foot, 3 1. And then, you know, it's game over really for me at 3 1. Full of matters at hand length, pretty much all second half. And, even down at 10, you know, I turned to the guy behind me and said, you know what, ironically, I think that'll make it harder for us because Fulham were just going to sort of sit back. We have no creativity going forward. We were never really going to trouble them, even with 10 and, you know, a couple of decent balls forward and they grabbed another couple. And I think that's that's probably the most sort of embarrassing thing for me. We, you don't mind losing to Fulham if you've had a good go. Um, you know, as we've said, they are a quality side, but to concede two goals when they're down to 10 men and not really even have a go... He's, he's poor and I think that's where the frustration comes from I think Stephen Chicken said it in his article didn't he it's not it's not the defeat it's it's the manner of the, the defeat and you know we we'd beat Sheffield Wednesday on penalties we'd, we'd got a point at Derby people people were sort of getting a little bit above themselves really and I, I said uh, after Derby to, to Brady on the, on the little sort of snippets that I did that Fulham would give us a better uh, marker as to where we are and going on Back a long, long, long way off. Not even from being a full, being anywhere near, uh, which I think is is really frustrating. Uh, Phil, I'm going to bring you in at this point because we skate around this subject quite a lot, to be honest, on the podcast. And and the subject is Ryan Schofield. Uh, I'm going to turn to you because you were a young lad from Huddersfield, uh, trying to come through. A young lad who never made a mistake. Obviously, Phil, you know, you towards you were completely perfect, you know. Uh, but Ryan, Ryan's had a tough time now since. February since probably that Wickham game he's he's made uh I don't want to hammer him because you know Ryan Schofield's a really nice lad he's one of us he's a Huddersfield fan and and if you want anybody to succeed you want one of your own to succeed and that's that's fully where I'm at with with Ryan um but we have to talk about it we have to talk about the mistakes he's making uh we have to talk about the potential to maybe move him move him out of the limelight for a bit Phil would you do that I I would you know I I'd, I'd I'm not talking necessarily dropping, but I think now's probably a good time. When Nichols is back, obviously he's got the COVID issues. And, and maybe Nichols would have started the season anyway. He started at Sheffield Wednesday. But is now the right time to give Ryan a prolonged rest and let Lee Nichols have a go? And 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 maybe maybe Ryan needs to go out on loan potentially to you know, like Ben Hamer. It worked really well for Ben Hamer. He went he went to Derby and he came back very different, didn't he? He he was he was bad before that. And it just feels that Ryan's in a, a position whereby he's at a bit of a crossroads now, and he could go the wrong way, and it could end up, it could end up getting worse for him before it gets better. Yeah, I mean, I think time on the field is 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 so precious. Um, a lot of kids, and I, you know, I, I for one did it when I was younger. Um, I should have gone out on loan a lot quicker, and I think that that's really important for, for me. It's uh, was Nichols the, the the starting choice this year, possibly. Uh, we're playing against Chef Wednesday. I think it, it, it probably looked like it looked in that way. Um, and then if that's so, Ryan's obviously there. There's a little bit of disappointment. And now, obviously, with, with Nichols not been able to play, a little bit of pressure on him now to, to perform and to, to, to prove his worth kind of thing. And a uh, back pass like he received 
um, on Saturday isn't going to help him. Um, but again, positive the nail on the head. It, it's that I think sometimes that's through experience as well. Um, his first touch, he did, he did ever so well to kind of get it under control. And then he was off balance. And, and when you're off balance like that, you were never going to make good contact with the ball. Um, and really, he should have either kicked it out of play to the left uh, or even just let it roll out uh, for, a, for a corner because it's such a difficult situation. But how unfortunate to, to make a, a poor contact on the ball. The, the contact from Mitrovic was even worse. And, it, and we're, we're that unlucky at the moment that it just obviously crept in. Um, and, and like I say, then from then on, I don't think he had one of his better performances. Um, a couple of the goals, I think he, he would normally shot stop is un, unreal, and I, and I think he'll probably look at a few and and, and be a little bit disappointed that he didn't make um, um, you know make make a couple of saves in the game. It's it's difficult, it really is. Um, and and I'd like to say he's, he's a young kid. He's gonna make mistakes. He, he's played a hell of a lot of good games, but he's gonna make mistakes. And you've you've got to you know it's sticking with those kids and and, and allowing them to do that. It's difficult, and we've said this last season. We're we're not in a position where where we can blood these kids through and, and, and allow mistakes to happen because we're, we're not we're not that kind of team that can do that now. And I think you know to, to start the season with a depleted squad through COVID and a lack of because there will be a lack of confidence still from last season. It's still in your head. You want to start well, and we haven't done have we? And I think there were a, there were a few goals, and you'll probably go on to it in a minute. But there were a few goals that to a man in a 1v1 situation we must do better and we're still not doing that mm, I think that's I'll come to you now Cosy because you know last year we talked about the defence in particular and it's a new it was you, you look at that defence Turton Colwell and uh, Matty Pearson there's three of the four uh, we started with a back four and, and we went with a five at some point but it's the same mistakes same kind of mistakes new personnel uh, that is that worrying for you? You know that we are making you know the different players making the same mistakes. That can't be the players completely, can it? No, I mean I want to concentrate at the other end of the field. To be honest, Matt, and I think I think some of the biggest issues for us is our weapons last year, Toffolo and Pippa. They were huge, and yeah, you can say we they, we got found out and teams kind of got on top. But there, when you look at what. How are you going to hurt a team? I, I expected to lose 3 0. I put a message in the group 3 0 defeat. Uh, so didn't surprise me we lost. Did surprise me how easy it was and the lack of fight. But I look at if I'm in opposition, I think who can hurt me today? Who could who's gonna hurt me? Where's this ball playing midfielder? Where's our Aaron Moy? Where's our item? Nowhere. Where's who's our fullbacks? You know, turn solid steady way. But he ain't you know a pipper and a toffle. And I just to me, it just kind of gives you that confidence if you're an opposition, just like, right, they've not really got anyone who can hurt us and, you know, we can bring it forward. I, I was quite shocked how easy they kind of threaded the ball through us. Mitrovic, honestly, with a joke at times, he was kind of like shielding the ball, just bringing into play. Harry Wilson, if I'd have his shooting boots on, you know, he would have, he should have scored another and stuff like that as well. That, that's been my, it's really strange from a team who conceded 70-odd goals last year, where did did anyone concede him? I can't remember if they did, but... No, we were the highest conceded, and we're the highest conceded yeah. this season. So, so, so but <laughs> obviously, you'd think that, but I was really more worried about kind of our attacking power. I always think goals kind of win games, and yeah, obviously, we'd have They to do, score. mate. They do. Well yeah. done. No, it's not <laughs> late, and I am tired, but that's my worry. Uh, where's our weapons? Where's our ammunition? Uh, and... Karoma just doesn't look... Karoma is a great player for us, but he... 
yeah, for me, I'll watch it. It just doesn't quite look. No. It doesn't look 100% fit, maybe, Two at the minute. Ago, I never when he had COVID, mate. And then it's like, as much as people don't want to hear that, and, and you know, kind of COVID is, anyone who's had it is like, it's going to take some getting back from and, and stuff. And I think what you don't see is like, I think there's a Campbell had COVID and that as well. And obviously the other guy's missing. So he's going to be a nightmare now because you've got guys who are like two weeks behind, three weeks behind and Fulham, like, I mean, shoot me down. I don't know if they've had any issues, but it's totally different. So. I just think like, you can't, I know people have saying people threw at me last night because I had a few arguments like, oh, Chris Powell, we can't compete. You, where our squad is at the moment, COVID and what have you, and where Fulham is, we should be only one winning yesterday. And they were, but I'm just looking bigger picture. I'm just looking Preston North End Tuesday. Who can hurt Preston? Who's going to get our goals? Who's going to take it to them and really give it some? Sober Thomas shone out, obviously, you know, last week, but it's it's really worrying. It, it, <laughs> It, to tell you what it might have been, Matt, it's so much like the Bournemouth game a few years ago. The uh, Matt Robbins one Matt, where he hid in the laundry Brooks room. Was, but he's come back well and obviously scored a goal yesterday. But yeah, it, well done, Matt so much. In a way, they hide the first game back and down like a pin and that as well. You asked me about the guy that defended and stuff, but I'm more worried about the other end as well because to me, it's like, it's all right signing Rhodes. It's all right signing the guy from Norwich. I forgot his name already, but... Who's going to give them the chances, the crosses, the, the create stuff? It's They had everything. They were creating so much and getting behind us all the time. Who's doing that for us? Don't see it. And, uh, yeah, if you're not worried about yesterday, then you, you should be worried. Uh, Pause. Um, you mentioned very briefly that uh, the reaction, 10 men. Uh, Carlos said in his, his post-match that going down to 10 men actually made this. this – I found this a bit odd, to be honest – uh, we three one down, and, and Carlos said it made it harder for us because we had to attack, and and that kind of stuck out to me as a little bit of a strange comment as well. We three one down at home, admittedly against Fulham, and that that was a bit of an odd one. Um, do you think this side have uh, any mental issues, Poz? Uh, you know, we've to give them credit. Last week they went one nil down to Derby, didn't we? And we came back and drew one all. Derby, admittedly, not not the best team in this league. Fulham potentially are. Do you think? that maybe we're reading too much into one game, one home game? Or do you think there are, or do you think there's a continuation of issues from last season just based on what we saw, or potentially? Because, like I say, this is the start of the season. It's not lost on me that Fulham are very good and it's two games in. But do you see early on similar patterns to the end of last year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're basically like watching last year, weren't it? We, we conceded goals easily and created very little that is basically what happened from Christmas onwards so as Cosby said it's different personnel uh, it might be new different personnel but but same problems that's not down to players that's down to to coaches um you know when we've, we've spoken about on here lots of times but I'll, I'll just reiterate when Carlos took over we were sort of sold this dream of a certain style of football and that has it been decimated is no longer there at all you've got players trying to play a system that are just not good enough you know you've got second half you've got Ryan Schofield taking a dead ball three yards to Naby Sarr stood outside of him who then plays it out wide and then it then gets launched forward you've got Adam Pearson who has no interest whatsoever in receiving a ball on edge area and and uh, why should he you know um you ain't telling me Carlos wanted these guys in. We were so, but I keep in this, we saw the round of football with Carlos. Yeah, so Carlos, like, is into that, this kind of football, right? We'll sign a slow set up from Luton. 
a Blackpool kind of plodding left back. You will sign a reject from Derby who can hardly get in their team or their fans were glad he went. And then you're expecting us to like play sexy football. Who's signing these players, mate? If Carlos is on here, I'm signing them. Then you're talking out your ass, mate, Carlos, because (laughs) they're not his signings. So to me, if you're going to play that way in this solid football brand of power football, bring in a powerless manager and bring Carlos at the end of the season. You're not telling me, mate, these are his guys. So how can you play Pearson? You know, he ain't going to do that. Phil, you know know he's not going to bring the ball out, uh... I'm not. I'm not blaming Pearson as such. I'm just saying that he's not going to get that ball on edge of the box. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want oh. that. He doesn't want that ball. He wants to edit and kick it away like a good old-fashioned centre half should. And I, you know, I've got absolutely zero problem with that. It's, you know, it's coming on to is Carlos the right man for the job? Yeah, if he's going to, but as you've just said, if he's going to want to play a style of football, I've said all along this. This falls on Phil Hodgkinson. He's got to give the manager, the players, to enable him to play a style of football. And if he's not going to do that, he's on the nine to notice, Carlos. If I were him, I'd be, I'd be walking away because I'd be saying, this is how I want to play. You're giving me these players. I can't do what I want to do. So see you later. Find someone who can work with what you're giving me because they're not good enough to do what I want to do. So it's, you know, as much as we can criticise Carlos, if he's a manager and has a mindset of how he wants to play, yet he's been given these players, he's not going to be able to do that, is he? So... Who, who do you start questioning? You move up the chain, don't you? Who's brought the players in? You know, who's authorised that these are the players that we want? You've got to start looking beyond what happens on, on the pitch and in the dugout. For me, it's it's a club problem, is this? Not just a Carlos problem. It, it's it's deep-rooted, and as Matt says, the, the, the issues that we're having at the moment are probably a little bit mental rather than anything else because we've just been used to having so much crap at town over the last, well, four seasons, really, in it? So... It's so yeah. tough. So, like, I obviously I was out of the country yesterday, so I had it on iFollow. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Just flown, <laughs> just flown back today to come on the pod. But and the Fulham guys again, it's just a misconception. Oh, it's Bielsa. He plays the Bielsa way. You know what? You could have argued you know, that. Uh, Christmas. Right. You could have argued that yeah. we had goal reels. You know, derby goal. We had sexy middles, but we had sexy football, mate. In my opinion, some really nice football that you could say, "Wow, this guy is making a difference." But since Christmas onwards, it's not happened. And I know we had injuries, but you look at it now and there's this no kind of, what do they call Even before, though, because even before Christmas, when we scored those nice goals, they were very, they were nice goals. And it, we played that way for like five, a ten minutes. basketball game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but you yeah, we never, we never stamped out on, on, on a game. On it, though. You could see no, we never stamped, in my opinion, before then. Now you look at it. To me, it's almost like, right, we're crying out for a Chris Powell... Danny Cowley, firefighter, let's get us to 16th again. But that's not, like you said, Paz, that's not what we were sold under Carlos. So where's it gone wrong? These guys that are coming, I can't so I can believe that Carlos wanted Danny Ward and Dwayne's or Dwayne Holmes, Jordan Rose. Did it? I just refuse to believe that. Yeah, easy just, signings, mate. They were just easy signings. There were three yeah. players there that wanted to come to Huddersfield Town and they were easy signings for us to make. That's long and short of it. And like, no one will convince me any otherwise. You finished arguing. I quite enjoyed that. Me and Phil, Phil enjoyed that as well, didn't you? I think, I think we were making the same point, but arguing about it. No, but of course, it's like, I get, don't get me wrong, I just get Carlos, he doesn't feel he was coming, he's not a leader, he seems lost his way, but I think he's just been sold down down the river. Like you say, I, I'd have walked as well, oh, because yeah. it's like, I get managers after, especially like in Spain, where kind of presidents sign guys right, they're the guys, you get on with it, I'm, you know, make it work, but 
I'm just thinking we had a chance to reboot, as they say, at the end of last season. And we're signing, you know, left, guys from NK, from Blackpool, from, you know, Sheffield Wednesday went down and stuff. It's like, to me, it's not a reboot. It's like kind of just chucking in a lot of jobs. Honestly, it's, it, it's so good because Carlos probably will walk the plank and, yeah, you should have got... But I just, to me, just, again, he's just crying out for a for a Cowley kind of guy just to... But I wanted to see some nice football. I were bored of Cowley's football and, you know, I were getting thrown at me, you know, that we should have kept him and we'll look at what we could have done. But I look at it now and I just think it's needing someone that ilk again, to be honest with you. And uh, it's... I don't think we, we, I, I said when he got sacked, we, it was 12 to 18 months too soon to do what we did. But there's no point going back to to that really we, we did what we did didn't we um and to be honest there are there are footballers out there at lower levels at all sorts of levels it's just about finding them and and you know we found one in Sorba Thomas let's focus on a positive Sorba Thomas for me last two games okay he's, he's hit that back pass but the only times we've looked creative in the last two games Phil is through Sorba Thomas's set pieces tell me as a uh, as a big commanding goalkeeper how difficult it is to to come and claim those Sorba Thomas corners you know it, the you know, the balls into the box are excellent. And to be honest, we didn't really have that last year. Let's be honest, guys. You know, that's that's one thing we've added this year, which is a plus. Uh, Sauber Thomas's delivery is excellent. Um, would you, how do you see that? And ha- and would you play maybe right side and maybe someone like Rhodes up front so he could whip those balls around the front of the defence, you know, so the make the defence face their own goal and whip them around? Because he's definitely got that skill set. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, um, you play, like you say, you play the right side and it's that natural curve into the box. Um, but also it can do the same from the left, but it's obviously the timing of the runs uh, and, and how the team, you know, how the manager wants to set the team up to play. Um, his, his delivery is fantastic. Um, he puts it in the right areas, and I think it makes a difference when you've got players who will attack the ball. Matty Pearson will attack the ball uh, with aggression, and obviously it's no surprise that he's popped up, with, you know, with a goal straight away from it. Um, but... Like if you if you think about it, if we had like you say like if if we had a Sorba Thomas type of player when we had the Cowleys and what they like to do, which I win free kicks up mm. high and, and, and work on set piece and things, and it a huge difference, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, he's been a shining light, hasn't he? Like I said before, he's he's um, you know full of confidence. He, you know you can see from the back pass, uh, which was a stupid back pass. It reminds me of bloody Pavel Abbotts when we were down at Cheltenham that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but, but full of confidence, he believed it was the right thing to do, and, and I'm sure the manager, you know, gives him kind of like that bit of leeway to to, to do that. Um, but yeah, he's a real fine inter, and um, and I just hope that we get these players back fit, and we and we get the team. I mean, let's not forget, it is it is really upsetting. Five one is shocking, um, and the performance to boot is is not great. But we're two games into the season. We've done this before, haven't we? We did this last year where it was like, oh, God, we're having a nightmare. And then all of a sudden, we kicked on. And and I, I, listening to you two talk there, I, so many points are so clear. Um, but again, we're just kind of in the middle of who is making decisions? How do we want to play? Are we going to mould these players into players that, that we want in our style? Is Matty Pearson going to be asked repetitively to get hold of the ball and play? And even if he's not comfortable in doing it, is he going to get him to keep doing that? Yeah, but Phil, you Tom Lees is on our bench, mate. And yeah. Wednesday fans yeah, are yeah. saying, mate, yeah. he's a good defender, he'll be good for you. But whatever you do, don't ask him to bring the ball out. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and this is what I mean. So, so are we bringing players in and thinking we can we can turn that and we can make them better players? Um, and and, and it's, it's a fair argument, to be honest. Um, but like you've said there, Matt, you know, we, we have picked a couple of diamonds up. 
Um, so Thomas definitely is one of them. There's players all over the place. We've said this, you know, tons. We've got players at the club. There's, there's so many players out there that would be crying out for a chance. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll go over this argument over and over again. Who's making decisions at this club? Who's picking the players? You know, it's, it's crap, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. It's, it's true what you say, though, Phil. There is, there is players out there, but I don't think we're in a situation now where we can experiment anymore we need in championship you've you, you've very it's a sort of league where you need the nucleus of the squad to be championship quality and then you bring in your likes of Sauber Thomas around that that sort of quality and for me that's what we're lacking we're lacking that any sort of quality across any sort of position but so, that kind of yeah, that, gonna... that kind of player that kind of player that we need quality you're going to have to pay money at championship level to get a ready-made exactly, person. Exactly, that, like that. that's so, the problem, so Yeah, so we're struggling already, full stop. You know, you'd have, you'd have a looking at... Well, that, that, comes back to, that, that comes back to the, the you know, sort of discussion that we've just been looking at in, in yeah, regards yeah. to recruitment over the summer. Yeah. We, gave, we gave extra year contracts to two players who were sitting on really good money in the hope that we could offload them to then... And that now looks like an absolutely shocking decision, doesn't it? Because... Well, we'll, we'll get them off the books. Okay, you might not get a lump sum. Give that till the end well, of the yeah, window. Well, yeah, we've still got a couple of weeks Yeah, what I'm saying is uh, that should have been sorted. That this, this, we could not be having this discussion. Get rid of those players. Get them off the books. Bring, bring players who want to be at the club. No point in in having players playing in the B team that are on north of twenty grand a week, most likely. You know that money can be better used elsewhere. And again, that comes back to hierarchy at club making decisions that are poor. Um, it's already saying, oh yeah, windows open, and it is. Who, who have we got time to bring anybody in? Then do we have to set them up to learn our system? Do they have to get fit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So, you know, it's just a, it's a knock-on effect, another decision from the top in regards to players that's hamstringing us at the moment. So I have no faith in even if any player leaves that we will be able to replace or with any sort of quality. Why should we be shot, though? Who was his best player to topple up? Nowhere to be seen. Wants out. Will he go before the window? Good chance, mate. He wants out. Pipper. Not fit, not there. Quality. Chroma behind on COVID, not there. O'Brien going, COVID. So as quality that we've got there, none of them are there. And we get absolutely battered by fun. So why should we be shocked? I were more shocked. And you said it pause that. People were I get people at start of the season were backing and I'm trying to get these positives, but Mitch for Wednesday. Rubbish man. We should have scored. We couldn't score. Derby, we could horrendous. So I was surprised everyone went upbeat, but so it wasn't a surprise. The Preston game is absolutely huge because, let's be honest, let's have it out here. Sheffield United, they haven't started well, but they'll beat us. Everton, they'll beat us. So that game is absolutely massive on Tuesday night. I was chatting to a Preston fan today who went yesterday and he said... They're, they're in the, the shit mess. as well. They're, yeah, the they're, garbage, they're yeah. rubbish. So it's two bad teams Tuesday, but it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be a battle. Mm. crowd are going to get on the back and stuff. You know, I, I could hear it on uh, when I were abroad yesterday on iPhone. <laughs> When uh, sad, I mean, understandable because we were three one down and oh, oh, get it forward, bust up. But that Callis's way is, I think, he's like is his principles. I get it, managers. This is the way we play, or I might as well go. But you ain't going to get Matty Pearson launching it or sad leads and stuff. But maybe that's what it needs to kind of play another team's half. But it won't happen under Carlos. Tuesday is absolutely huge. And God, it's in August, isn't it? And people shut up, blah, blah, blah. But the, the big problem is, mate, O'Brien needs to go. We need to swallow his pride, take the fee, what, you know, Leeds United won. 
it might help for us that Leeds got bad yesterday. That deal could be done, but because forget about we need to get players in. You know, he's going, whether it's ending, you know, it's going this window or end of the season. We've got to be concerned on our quality because you're not telling me these guys here thinking, right, I'm going on on a bit here because you're the time coming from the fourth window so I can get there. It's it's a deeply worrying for me because O'Brien's going to go, but like you said, Potter, who's, who's there to come in? Our quality is short and Toffolo is, that's, it's huge. I, I can't believe it's not being talked about as much and that as well. A lot of fans they're, reeling from your from your little breaking news there that Tuffalo wants out, Cosy. I think that yeah, was but a Devlin, No, it wasn't me that said it. Devlin said it as good as saying it, didn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, that was another thing that didn't get shouted about. When he put that message on a month or two ago, he was as good as saying, there's people here that if they're not going to sign a contract, we're going to have to get rid of. He said it without naming the names, but I was amazed it didn't kind of make kind of headlines because to me, it was as good as saying, you know, Toffolo and O'Brien. Addy Olsen, obviously the O'Brien-Lees thing, that ain't going away. Toffolo... Well, there's two clubs in for O'Brien, isn't there now? So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we haven't got any quality and the ones that are there want to go. It's But the trouble is, August window, it's like two weeks late and it's such a mess. If this chat were in May, I'd be like, no problem, but it's I can just see it now. O'Brien goes... This window is very, very quiet though, isn't it? And, and the transfer transfers are notorious for the domino effect where... We thought we thought it might happen with Grealish or Kane, whereby you know something at the top goes hundred million, you flick the domino, and then it starts trickling down. And it's not really started yeah. filtering down yet, has it? But uh, from what? Is, Pat, sorry, just to come back in that podcast I did for you last week, were a bit carnage because there were fans from all clubs and what have you. But someone made a good point to me. He said, "Look, says you talk because I was saying we're short of this, we're short of that, and there were a Forest fan, we're short of this, we're short of that, and the Derby, we're short of this and that." Says, "Mate, I don't know any clubs that are kind of have said." We've got the perfect squad. Which, so there's a lot of clubs short of a lot of players. A lot Fulham, of fans. Fulham do. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, every, yeah. everyone yeah. also says we need a striker. Everyone yeah, always says that. Fans always are yeah. never happy with the squad. But to me, it sounds like saving grace. There's a lot of clubs in a bit of a pickle. And I think Preston, who we meet Tuesday, God forbid, they beat us. But they're in a mess as well. So it's it's such a mess. It's just such a weird picture at the moment. It's like it's, you know, it's, it is weird because if we beat Preston three 0 on Tuesday, we're recording live from Magic Rock, dancing around the you know dancing around the kegs. That way, it's it's you know it's completely different. It's so early on, so early on. Yeah, if we're losing yesterday steady, to uh, three 0 steady. Yeah, but, but I think just, we saw the same old traits. <laughs> didn't we? I think that's what the worry is for people. But I just can't believe we ain't got a ball playing midfield, a, a conductor of the orchestra. As I say, we ain't got one. Dwayne Holmes. I feel a bit for Dwayne Holmes because, God, I, I've been. He's never had a run though, mate. As he's never had a run oh, in a position which is his, he and he's played play right. He's played. Ball, he's man. literally played everywhere apart from goalkeeper. He's played up front. He's played left back. He's played all over as Dwayne. And there's there's a few there's a few people saying that there was a bit of stick given to him and he gave a bit back. And you know there's probably obviously frustration spilling over with 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 everyone there. But I think Dwayne just needs. He just needs a run in a position which is his, doesn't he? Really, and then we can then we can make a proper judgment and. I'm not. I'm not overly convinced that Carlos has helped Dwayne. If I'm all, if I'm honest, there. And you know, there's things Carlos has done well. Scott High, Scott High came on second half, and he was he was great. You know, he changed the complexion of our midfield. Okay, we, it didn't really affect the game massively, but his energy is is really is really excellent, isn't it, Pause. You know, he's the the crossfield balls he was hitting. You know, turn ping. Okay, he makes a couple of odd decisions in the defensive third. You know, in terms of around our own box. You know, we saw that against Wickham end of last season and and there was one yesterday but that sort of energy his enthusiasm that lifted town's level a little bit uh scott high and levi colwell as well another one who had a good game i thought you know he played left back left center back and he was filtering 
back and forth. And I think there are positives there. And Carlos has done that. I'm trying to put positive spins on that because I'm going to go to the football forum in a couple of minutes. And the... They're not all sunshines <laughs> and lollipops in there, I'll be honest. Um, but there, there, are, there, are, there are things there that Carlos has done quite well in terms of Scott High and, and Levi Colwell coming in. But Dwayne Holmes does... I am frustrated by how Dwayne's been used, Paz, is, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it doesn't surprise me there that, you know, Carlos has done well with the odd individual because, you know, when you look at a football club and, you know, he's come from an under-23 level where results don't really matter in that area, that they are looking to improve players individually. Um, and I think that's where, where Carlos lets himself down. He's, he's really good at an individual um, so like you say, Scott High, you can get a, get a little bit of a tune out of him, but put him in charge of 11 and he suddenly sort of gets a little bit well, confused I thought, almost. Like you well, said I thought Chicken nailed that. If you, if you, time. Pause, have you read Chicken's, uh, Stephen Chicken's five? Um, he, he's, he's I've done not read it. the five one. No, I read no, his, he did, he did read his other one. And he mentions quite clearly in there, and me and him have had similar conversations in WhatsApp as well, uh, about the potential for Carlos to overcomplicate things, and I mentioned it earlier as well, in that the systems. You know, we play three systems every you know every five minutes. He's, he's swapping, he's tinkering, he's, he's very active and animated on the touchline, and players are just genuinely sat there and looking at him, and they're a little bit like, well, where am I supposed to be now? And very, uh, do you think he over? Well, yeah, do you think he over? He's like a Bugs Bunny character, but do you think he sort of overcomplicates <laughs> it? So, and he just needs to chill out a bit, you know, on, on the touchline, sit on his bucket whatever he was doing, he was sat on some kind of mobile suitcase or it looked like, you know, <laughs> in the game. Uh, do you think he just needs to chill out and let I things... Think, I think we mentioned it last year, didn't we, about going back to basics and he, he did for us for a little bit of a period of season and we did seem to to improve, you know, post-Christmas when we were looking like we were really heading for relegation. He, he kind of adjusted how we played and I remember chatting on here about it saying, you know, he went, he went back to basics. But if he's... Overall, ethos isn't to play like that. He's going to want to put his ethos and style of football on the pitch. And, you know, that's a halfway that's house decision though, and he'll live and die by that. The problem he, well, if I said to you, Matt, you were, you, you were at that match yesterday. Can you tell me what style of football it's field time play? Could you explain after seeing that yesterday? I would, I would have you, said it looks like defensive football hit them on set pieces and counters uh, without countering. <laughs> uh, well, like. compare that to what we were told we were going to get is, is sort of chalk and cheese isn't it so yeah. for me there's there's no real improvement in anything since he came in um, and how we were playing under Cowlers it's not that different we are like we had that little bit uh, Christmas uh, up until Christmas sorry at the start of the season where we played well yeah in fits and starts though in fits and starts you know we did it for 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there but it weren't yeah. a we were, brave as, we were quite brave at one point as well, I thought. Under Cat, we weren't. The thing with Dwayne Holmes that I don't get right. So, Carlos, it's not like he's arrived mid season and Dwayne Holmes is there. We have gone to Derby County and said, We want Dwayne Holmes. We have signed him. So, why, if you're wanting him, you must have an home for him. This is, I am signing you, Dwayne, to do this. Because, like what you said, man, mm. where, what, I don't get it. It's like, it's not as if he's, he's got him and think, oh, Shit, what do I do with this guy? Where do I play him? Which what it looks like. It's like he must have had an idea. Or it goes back to what you're saying, Phil. This isn't a Carlos sided. Someone's above saying, Oh, he wants to come home. There you go. There's Dwayne Holmes, Carlos. Crack on. And he's like, shit, where do I play? Because that's how it looks to me. He's I can refuse to believe Dwayne Holmes can be 
bad as this. No, Dwayne no, was, uh, the, the year before, yeah. Dwayne was what, one of the players of the year at Derby when they got in the playoffs. So, you know, so he's not that bad. Or, or what? Well, so he's not a bad player. Come on, we, we, I think we know who signed Dwayne Holmes because the, the information from what, what Dwayne said in terms of who he spoke to, sending messages on, on you know, phone calls and etc. and going out of his way to talk to certain people in the club. It, it's not a Carlos signing, is it? Um, so, but yeah, you're right. You know, I, I've, I've often looked at Dwayne and thought, you know, he's flying. You know, he looks at, he looks a decent player. We haven't seen that yet, have we? And and you're all oh, hit few, the nail on the head. Like, like, he's not been there. used, has he? He's not been played in a position. Where does he want to play? Play him in that position because he's got bags of ability. Um, but he's just been messed. He's, he's another one that's just been messed around and is, is expected oh, to perform wherever he can, wherever he's played. Phil, do you think it's a bit harsh? Because I mean, I sometimes think, you know, obviously with the other two. You know, Ward, and we're not so much for us, but it's like a comfy signing. He's happy, he knows the area. He's not, it's almost like winding kind of down. I mean, he's still at a young age. Or do you think I'm being a bit harsh there? Because it just to me, it just seems I never like players going back. I just feel it's it's a I agree. thing. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I think fair, it, I, he looks like I feel, a guy who sometimes cares. I feel like it's too easy. He looks like yeah. a guy who cares, though. I mean, the fact that yeah, of course he does. Yeah. a bit of spite between the fans, but. He's yeah. like a guy who I can imagine we've lost and he's mad and he's chucking his boots about what have you. But so it kind of feels when I'm having a go with a comfort zone thing, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't feel right because he doesn't seem that yeah. kind of guy, you know? No. What you'll get with Dwayne as well is that he's very vocal <laughs> on social media. So, and, and you know, he's, that's his own personal choice, etc. But he will, there will be issues with fans going forward because he will voice his opinion uh, and, and he'll stick up for himself. So there'll, there'll be. There'll I don't be a mind few, that. I don't, I don't mind that within don't, within reason. I never played when it was social media and stuff. So, but for me, if I were playing now, I'd I'd, I'd be off social media. I'd stay quiet. I won't I won't get involved in anything because you just set yourself up, really, don't you? If, if you're not performing well, you set yourself up to fail. So, mm. uh, but fair play to him. But yeah, I, I don't think he's been used uh, as he should, and and I think it's been a little bit unfair on him. But again, um, whose decision wanted to bring him into the club? Mm. Okay, so. Um... I was gonna do. Uh, I was gonna add it. Start adding into the podcast a bit, a bit more of an analytical section. Um, but after a five-one defeat, there's no point <laughs> because you can say what you want about what's, you know, what you see in Infogol or WhoScored.com. But you know, at the end of the day, when it's five-one, doesn't really matter, does it? There's no, there's no point really going too deep into, into that. The only, the only thing really that we can see is we're not creating too many chances from open play, which is the, the, the most worrying aspect, I would say. But you know, our main source of creativity is Sauber Thomas's set pieces, which are great, which is which is a welcome uh, addition to this season. Um, I'm just trying to work out if Poz is frozen or whether he's just sort of staring off into the distance. He's definitely frozen. Uh, definitely frozen, aren't he? I think his heating system's broken out. So <laughs> I think he's just oh, gone to put more water here, on the coals. <laughs> 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 he's just, just, got some, uh, just got some water on coals in there, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> there right, guys, shall we brave the football forum? So Yeah, what... get it going. What I've started to do, so we'll we'll jump in with the comments. Uh, I've picked out two at the end. Pause. You know which one one is, don't you? From from Hurst to HTFC and, and another one as well. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll try and read as many as possible. Apologies to everybody. It's not possible. The the idea really is to post it as close to the final whistle as possible and to get the sort of real raw sort of emotion of of how you're feeling at that time, rather than 
you know, what we, what I do where I like to kind of like kick off quietly, you know, and then kind of calm down. And then the podcast comes around and you're like, well, okay, it wasn't that bad. You know, let, let's get the raw emotion out there and, and really feel how, you know, let's see how people feel at the end of the game. So I'll, I'll try to read some of these out. If you guys want to jump in with after the, after the comments, then uh, please do so. Uh, so the first one, Tony up north says, uh, pro Sorber Thomas, Thomas is a wonderful player and Matty Pearson and Cole will have a decent future at centre-back. Uh, the cons are we're hopeless up front. Schofield should be in League 2 max. No number 10. Strikers are bab. Uh, midfield creativity, C3. Squad depth is still naff and is CC good enough. Should also add the ownership and senior management of the club is the poorest it's been. Um, Bjorn Gambach says, I was happy to be at the stadium for 10 minutes. Then I was sitting with my head between my hands for the rest and so did the players. Uh, Dag Barnett says, I didn't go today, but I wasn't surprised. Yes, COVID played a part, but our centre midfield isn't good enough. Uh, we lack a credible centre forward. Our defensive shape issues seem to have continued from last season. Uh, two weeks to make changes. Will we do something? I have no idea. Uh, Denny Ledger. So uh, Denny, as uh, if you if you follow Denny on social media, he's uh, the man who is running our fantasy uh, Premier League and uh, Championship games. Uh, sneaky rise to seventh for myself in the Championship game. You know, I'm coming for Denny. Uh, he says, Sober assist from a set base. Uh, Centre-back got his head on it. Again, no goals from open play in three games. Same old, same old. Uh, Dan Peckett, uh, club need to back the manager. Simple as that. If they don't trust him, sack him. But the owner cannot continue to not back managers properly, yet expect miracles. And that is tapered by the Huddersfield Town uh, family-friendly uh, Twitter account, which says you can't jump on the CC out campaign with a number of key players missing. Had our goals stood, had their first been flagged, it could have been different, uh, which is true. Uh, but our heads went after that, and we just waved the white flag. Massive wake-up call, this, because it was just dreadful. Uh, Cosy, your mate here, Steve Gerrard. Not the Steve Gerrard. Um, he says, my opinion is we have appointed a quite horrendous coach, a stroke manager who is absolutely clueless and is confusing fans, players alike, with his nonsensical tactics. Uh, we beat ourselves every game. Teams just need to bring a picnic. Uh, so, yeah, so very similar. So, HDFC 86... Um, Echoes that really town of issues all over the pitch, recruitment, owner, no money, coach out of the depth, et cetera, et cetera. It, it does follow this, this kind of, this kind of theme, uh, Joe Pollard, same naivety, same problems. Don Campbell, Sauber Thomas is a positive along with Scott high uh, rest, probably not good enough. Uh, Tom Reaney, Sauber Thomas looks a good player. Main conclusion is the officials have had it easy during COVID two absolute clangers from them. Uh, and they would have heard nothing about it without fans there. I think the, I think the officials got off very lightly considering the two or three uh, things they got away with, and hopefully they'll be uh, in the National League next uh, next week. I'll go want to go, though. I thought at first it was a perfectly good goal, but it was though. Do you know what? I'll be honest, they didn't put it on the highlights, so I've not seen it yet, because yeah, um, yeah. in, in live, what, what it looked did, like it hit Danny Ward, but I, from my angle where I say it looked like Danny Ward had someone behind him holding him, So, but it was really late. Matty Pearson scored and then ran round to the other corner flag, and then he raised his flag, and it was it was real sort of, Shithouse linesman from uh, from him just to it was pretty much like he pointed and laughed and waved his flag. It was really late, but um, anyway, what do you say, Cosy? VAR for the championship? Yeah, yeah you could have <laughs> argued. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it brings a different <laughs> different kettle of fish to that, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So thanks to Jay. Yeah, you know what's interesting with these with these comments, Matt? Sorry, you said jump in, so I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> no, go for it. Just Usually don't let that towel slip. <laughs> usually when um you know when you're in this sort of scenario uh you get quite a lot of differing views as in you'll have extremes so you'll have people that think it's absolutely terrible and some people are really really positive and it's it, everything's all right 
the absolutely positive and everything's all right people don't seem to exist anymore literally everything you've read oh, out no, there Richard, is what Richard he did come in to Richard Hookey and say that it's a bit of a doom and gloom thing parade. And I asked him for a positive and he did say there were 44 games left and he is right. There is 44 games left. So yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's a negative. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <laughs> I didn't want to reply with that. I didn't want to reply with that, but he's... I think there's a, there is a good point he's making in that it's only two games. I keep trying to stress that that we shouldn't maybe it it's too early, early to jump in double footed after two games with one of well against what we suspect are the worst and best teams in this league. Um, well, not discounting well discounting Huddersfield Town. It is only two games in, but as we've already said on here, it's the same things that were happening last year. So if we were better in those areas, but making because we were doing something a little bit different, I'd go away. Oh yeah, it's only two two games in. We can see some improvement. So. We're going to move towards continuing on that upward trend, but from what I've seen, is basically exactly what's happened last year is happening now. So I can't, I can't get on board with the. It's only two games because for me, in it's, it's what is it? Three wins in. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty six. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Well, even worse then. Um, so yeah. I know you can edit That's, stats to make it worse yeah, than what they are. I think, I think that, that counts. Is, the Sheffield Wednesday game as a draw as well, not a win on penalties. Yeah, it was a draw though, wasn't it, after 90 minutes? So, well, yeah. you know, it should be included. Uh, I've tweeted a picture of you in the sauna, Poz. You probably haven't seen this yet because you're not using your phone and I've had a response from Michael Casey which says he looks bleep, bleep hot, mate, which made me laugh. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> so I thought that was quite good. It's, a, it's obviously making reference to Phil's um, thing with um, text message about Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Which again, you know, it'd be interesting to see to see who said that, wouldn't it? Because uh, what were it is? I think we all. I think Phil gave enough clues as to who that was. I think we could all work that one out without saying his name. (laughs) Well, he's obviously not acted on that advice because didn't he say back him because he's so good and he's not been backed again, has he? Well, let's wait till the end of the window. Hopefully, we'll see. I'll, I'll, fingers crossed. Yeah, then we'll go. We'll go full tirade then. Yeah, so Ryan Pickup says basic mistakes we make game after game. Uh, Going back to last season, players don't seem to be able to think for themselves. Uh, Mark... you know, that, that, sorry, sorry, Matt. That, I, I think that's that's a, a good assessment, to be honest. Overcoached? Because, well, whether it's overcoached or not, there's still there's still whether you're confused about how you want to play formations, etc. There's still some real basic mistakes. We, we've conceded another flick on from the near post. Mm. We can't deal with that. That's basic. Win the header. Win the first header. Front and back. So irrelevant what happened after that. Win the first header. So. There's so many basic mistakes. If you if you're defending out wide, 
send your man out wide and, and be ready. If he cuts it, Nabisar's coming round you as a defender. Nabisar, tell tell your tell your other centre half, send him into me. So you've got two people to tackle one person. Don't turn so, around and moonwalk. There's some real basic mistakes that we make still, and that's players. That's not that's not coach or tactics or anything like that. That's players. Uh, and and I like I like that um, assessment because it is it, it's key. You can say whatever you want about managers or all like that. At the end it? of the day, the players have still got to, got to perform on the pitch, and, and those bit you know we give we give simple goals. They haven't had to work for one goal Saturday. The that was from goal. that that tweet was from at Ryan at Ryan underscore pickup, so you can follow him. And while you're yeah, there, you follow me yet, Phil. You've still not followed me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. I'm a nightmare. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. So Mark, uh, the white of Acre Field. I'm not sure what's going on there, Mark. Uh, already conceded the most goals this season. Something's never changed. Uh, John Broadley, big worry was conceding as soon after scoring and just before half time. Yes, that was a real sort of kick in the uh, kick in the gut. Was that uh, different players, same problems, uh, but same coaching staff. Phil, one hundred percent AstraZeneca vaccinated. So thanks for that information, Phil. Says I sit near Brady. Uh, it's a shame Brady's not. <laughs> I sit near Brady, and <laughs> I was hoping for more from this, but uh, and he looked more impressed with our second half shit show than I was. If anyone sees a, <laughs> if anyone sees our midfield, can they take them to missing persons? I, I would love to see Brady watching other field town. He sits complete opposite side to me. Um, but yeah, uh, Ed, Brady can. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Brady watch, <laughs> Phil. Uh, you're on an official Brady watch from now on, and we'll be expecting uh, not Phil Senior, but Phil who uh, posted that. Uh, we expect uh, Brady updates. Where does he sit? Where does Brady versus. sit? He sits killing the bank near the home end. Uh, quite close we get to the goal. number as well, so everyone can keep an eye out for us. It looks like it looks like some videos of him as well. Can you upload it? Exactly. It looks like a pound shop. You and Roberts does Brady with his dodgy hat. That, there you go. Yeah. Easy find. Uh, Ed says pretty good overall. Played well and deserved a point, maybe even three. So thanks for that, Ed. Uh, Robert Smith. <laughs> he's joking. Uh, three wins <laughs> in twenty-seven. By what standard is Colbran being measured? I think that's an interesting point um, because he, he's not. Uh, Carlos uh, in his post match said he he hasn't or he hasn't given a uh, a target for a league placing and and things like that and so that's really interesting about what measurements are in place uh, for Carlos what constitutes a good job for Carlos uh, obviously I know caveat two games in but where do we expect to be at certain milestones throughout the season would be an interesting thing to know and I do appreciate that the club may prefer to keep things like that internal and that's okay. Uh, but I would like to know at some point what constitutes success for Carlos Coburn and where we're expected to be. And what, obviously, what, what do you guys think on that? Just again, just chipping in. Don't get us relegated. I think that's <laughs> that's pretty. Much is, that, is that genuine though, Matt? Do you do you take that into consideration with regards to the squad? Or yeah, look, look, we've we've, we've had to transform. We've had to it? transform a squad hemorrhaging money without having any money. Um, I, I'm quite matter of fact. I don't blame Phil for that. Phil is what he is. I don't blame the fact that he's not spending money. Um, people, people do. If he's not got money, he can't spend it. Simple as that. Uh, so you know, I don't, I don't blame the owner. Um, I still stand by that there are mistakes made continuously in recruitment. Uh, I'm not going to hang players out to dry. I can't be bothered. Uh, but for me, from going from, we, we have to bear in mind we have no parachute payments next year as well, and we're still expected to pay another thirty million quid to Dean Hoyle. I don't know how that's going to happen. So Huddersfield Town are not cash rich. Huddersfield Town <laughs> cannot go out and buy players and, and and excite the fans. We have to survive until we get Dean Hoyle paid off and then build it back up. I don't really see any other way that we can go unless we get some kind of investor in who's, who's happy to take a huge short-term hit 
uh, and pick it up later on. I just don't see the the way out of it other than just survive for the next couple of years. And it's not it's not sexy. It's not great to look forward. And we have to get very lucky in the recruitment, like we have with Thomas and Karoma. That's that's. It's an interesting one that 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 benchmark of where where we want to be, regardless of manager, regardless of players, regardless of anything. I think really, top 30, because, the top thirty thing you know, is top, a fair benchmark, isn't it? Is a, yeah, is a good is a good benchmark. And if Preston and Millwall can finish there happily, if Preston and Millwall can finish their season after season, why can't Huddersfield Town? Simple yeah. as I think it's a moving. It's probably a moving target, isn't it? Because when Carlos came in, I would be expecting It's moving from to 21st to 20th on a year. On a year <laughs> well, an improvement's an improvement, isn't it? But, you know, you'd, personally, when he came in, and if, if you would have asked me then where would we want to finish at the end of this season, I would say... 18th. Be table yeah. then. Well, yeah. Obviously, with things that have happened, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be similar to you if he keeps us up. I think he's probably done a decent job with players that he's got at his disposal. I don't so, think some of those players are as bad as what we're seeing. I, I generally don't think some of them are as bad as what we see. I just don't think their their skill sets are pretty much. Mm. I just don't think their skill sets yeah. are aligned. Yeah, aligned with what Carlos yeah. wants to do, and I can see what Huddersfield are trying to do, in that they're trying to play a bit safe and trying to bring safe players in who make few mistakes. You know, Tom Lee's. You've said, Cosy. You know, Tom Lee's can't play out from the back, but. Own goals against Huddersfield Town aside, he's probably going to make less mistakes than Romani Edmonds Green, etc. So I, I kind of see that Huddersfield are trying to play safe and trying to stay up. It's just not what fans want to see or hear, really, is it? Coming out from the club that we just want to keep our head above water for a couple of years until we can get the ex owner paid off. It's just not really a, yeah, a sexy I thing to it's, say. It's a hard it's, sell. It's a hard sell. Yeah, it does go against what we were originally told as well, which immediately. People jump on well, like you say, things things move back. constantly, yeah. don't they? Things move. I think as as long as the club kind of say, look, things are move. You know, targets move. Um, you know, uh, the- theories move, etc. It, it all does. You know, you can get halfway down the line with something and go. Do you know what? We maybe need to move the goals a little a little wider on <laughs> yeah. this one. And and things happen like that. And I think if they communicate that, then I don't see an issue with it. It's but like I say, it's not the sexy football that we all wanted and thought we might get. But you know. Is what it is, isn't it? It's not. It's Sorry, not. I, I took I took you away from your train of thought there, Matt. But it is an interesting one because, like no, you, you, said, you made me waffle again. You, you tapped into my weakness of waffle. So, as a fan, you don't you don't know whether you think. I know I'm not going to go into great detail with it, but you sit here now tonight and you have absolutely no idea whether the club think Carlos are doing a good job or a bad job, you know. And then um, yeah, they're not going to come out and say he's, he's doing crap or whatever. But it'd be nice to have a rough idea of what the expectation is, and then you can base your own expectations on. On their expectations, almost. Is Cozzy asleep? <laughs> I was just looking at him then. <laughs> We're boring you, Cozzy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we are boring. I think you can skate around Carlos all you want. Those issues are O'Brien, get the money in, get him out, even if he's got that lead shirt and he's doing that. Forget it, Tom. Oh, don't you start chess wank. Can you do that enough at Rhino's games? Man, <laughs> like, you've got, this, is what, this is what I don't get. Like, forget the bigger picture is having another town squad the club that's pushing forward with quality football. It's, it's fine, mate, but Leeds, Leeds have got to put the money up. And as far as we know, they haven't put the money up so yeah, far that we want. Mate, time's ticking. Get him out. Get players in. Top get get Victor Otter on the phone top, then and tell him to stop pissing one. about and put the money top in. Top following signing, mate. Get him out. Get him out now. Because my argument is, you can. I know what you're saying, Matt, two years. But my biggest issue was with Cowley. And I want to see some nice... Football that gets me yeah, off my feet. I know we we all do, mate. We all do. I don't want to scramble for two. You know, if we have to, even if we do have to scramble for 16, 15, but we're kind of players that kind of excite me. So 
when I go down Uddersfield Town Centre on Saturday, I'm thinking, right, I want to go, you know, when it's hard to get down in November, I want to think, I want to get down there. I want to click through that turnstile because <laughs> Sober Thomas is going to entertain me. Yeah, you know, yeah no, that's fair. I'm going to do something because I'm sorry, but it's like the, the style is totally gone and he has his, I, honestly, well, we weren't there, but there were games last season with Scott Thomas, I was like, wow, that's unbelievable, that Derby goal. Can you be, I'll, I'll ask you a question though. Can you be can you be genuinely entertaining if you're losing the majority of your games? Do they do they do winning and entertaining go hand in hand though? Yeah, well that's the thing. That's it's, where the long term thing. I thought someone to sort it all out, but the problem is that we can't because we're stuck. Yeah, we got Pritchard out, but we're stuck, mate. We're a guy or Brian who wants out. Toffler wants out. So we're stuck with these guys. Their future's not at Uddersfield Harry Toffler listens to this podcast. If he sends me angry DMs after this, I'm going to send him your direction. Mate, read what, read what was it? <laughs> read what Devlin said, mate. Read what he said. I'll be honest, I haven't read what he said. Players. I haven't read. Plural. Players. Did, did, he say, did he say Harry <laughs> Toffler, though? Do you know, Josh Caroma's contract situation Players, does worry mate. me. It worries me. Well, to be fair, mate, if you're a, if an ambitious, hungry footballer at the moment, you look at the town. Where does the town head in? Like we've just said there, we don't know. So you well, can't. Huddersfield Town pay, the, 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 the key question there, because is what are Huddersfield Town paying? Because at the end of the day, that's what keeps yeah, players at football clubs. So yeah. if if Huddersfield Town are paying under the going rate for a player of that ability, then they're not going to sign. So maybe Huddersfield Town need to have a word with uh, the paymaster himself and and maybe make exceptions in some cases. Who knows? And if and if you're not showing any efforts to further improve your squad with quality. Then players are going to wonder what's going well, on. Yeah, exactly. Will want yeah, to get exactly. out. People will so, not want to. Because it's right. Because it's right. End of the yeah, day. Full is, stop. Yeah, if, you, if you don't want to be at the club, get them out. See you later. But it's but, not as easy as it's not as easy as. No, it's not. No, that, no it's it? not. Because no. how much would you take for O'Brien? What's your lowest? Mate, he's he's not going to sign, is he? Which is pretty much so. I'd want five. Oh come on. With Adams, with, with stuff on top of that. signing. So if you're, if you're an agent... He's got two years, like, though. He's got he's got two years still. No, a contract, man. Gonna, yeah, but he's got a 12-month option, hasn't he? It's, it's effectively two yeah, years. Yeah, what's... Like, last year, he would have banged Abbott. You played all over the shop, but I just don't... You play, you're buying... I don't know, mate. I'm, if I'm a, trying to buy him, I would have still tell him desperate they need the money. I'm not, like, steaming him with eight, nine, ten, but... No, I know. Because I'd want... But that's, that's, that's the problem, though, isn't it? The, everyone in the football world that just listens to this podcast uh, and they'll realise that we need money. So it yeah. might be worse. No one listens to this podcast, yeah. Pos. We're all right. Don't worry about that. There's no chances, <laughs> Pos, but we're just going back. So we're saying there, this was the summer to clear it out. So I know it's going over all ground. So two guys we could have cleared out. No, we'll, we'll sign them on for another year. It's just, I just don't get it. But the club, are we any far further? When we finished our podcast in May, are we any clearer? Apart from Pritchard out, where are we with, with this big no, reboot? Sure. We're not. We're not. We're not, and that's what's frustrating me and worrying me because we're not. This, this season Carlos was sold. This season was sold as the one where he'd have a go, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah, but, Carlos is but, getting blamed for everything, and it should be. The good yeah. thing is the money seems to be out of football. Clubs are on their ass. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. one's signing. Preston are in turmoil as well as as we are in a big mess. So. It choose this absolute... You're going to say six-pointer. Are you saying six-pointer three games in? Already. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to say six-pointer? Yeah, hey, Matt, I call Derby as a six-pointer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. We, we don't choose this. Sheffield United are not... They're not up to much at the moment, but, but it's all about mindset. And choose is going to be big because 
They pressed yeah, and get the first good. goal, and then Sars on the ball with 20 minutes in, get it for a boo, and all that and all that stuff, mate, is going to sap the strength out of our team. This is where you need but, that shit house with a cowshed t-shirt on over there to lead the singing man. and get, get him behind yeah. the lads, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to blame, blame, I'm gonna blame, blame that, Foz. You've got to sing more, Foz. It is all my fault, guys. You try, though. Like, Saturday, swing them down, and you're trying to get behind team, and the... That performance is life-sapping, though, isn't it? It's, it's, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big believer of the crowd can produce energy onto the pitch, but it works both ways. The way as well. And when yeah, you're just watching does. that, and you've had, I think we had two shots on target, which I'm presuming is as goal and as disallowed goal. I can't remember any others. Um, what is it to get behind? And it's, it's just shame, shame, yeah, different week. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling, I'm, I'm pulling your leg a little bit, but you know, it, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Well, if, you're right, though. You are right, Matt. That, this is where a crowd can come into it, and it's. But it's, it's like you say, three years. It's three years of getting beat, and it, it does mm. take its toll on people. It does take but its toll. You can swing yeah. out as much as you want, but if if Ryan Schofield miss kicks it and it hits someone on knee and goes in, you just what do you do? You, you can't a... then be like, "Come on, let's go again." Come because on, drink, drink a lot of this, mate. It's it's all right, is this? You know, it's not too bad. Oh, don't get ever going on that, Matt. That's sponsors, but yeah. I know it's it's all right. It's not bad actually. I've just finished that. It's not bad. I'll uh, I'll give Magic Rock the due on that one. It's all right. I think anyway. we just wanted to. It's just it was like a bit watching a bit of an horror movie, wasn't it? So just like the old traits coming back and stuff. But it's just it's hard to judge there. But uh, Preston is is just such yeah. It's six pointer. Yeah, but six like point. we're all going six pointer. I'm going to tweet it and see what kind of response we get. Matt, now you from. were saying it though, mate. What what is this DNA? We're almost like a counter-attack team looking to pick off a team. That's what I kind but of. It changes every week though, because that's the problem. It seems to change weekly, and uh, there are points where you have to. Uh, the Cowleys were like this. The Cowleys took an adaptable and flexible approach whereby they would tailor their setup depending on who they were playing. And that's sensible for a club like us. And Carlos is starting to do it, I think, a bit more. We may see a lot more in terms of dominating the ball against Preston. I expect us to dominate the ball against Preston with sort of 55, 60% possession. It's just what we do with that and how we create. Like, you're, you're very right in terms of going forward. You know, we need to create more. Who, who are the players that will create? Pippo? Uh, was on the bench, you know, so hopefully he's not too far away. Toffolo, you know, it's COVID protocols, isn't it? You know, he hopefully he's not too far away. Uh, Sinani had a thigh issue, so, you know, he's supposed to be a number 10 slash false 10 type. <laughs> we, we don't know. We've only seen him 30 seconds twice. What's going on? Oh, no. Time for time and get injured, basically, isn't it? Positives. We look good from set pieces, don't we? We look like the crazy yeah. gang, mate. <laughs> So, uh, do no, we've been playing out for years, haven't we? We never cool. scored enough goals from set pieces. No, that's it's always going to wipe everyone out. And now we've got Gary Roberts, Mac too, and uh, and there we go. Right, shall we finish off this uh, football forum? So uh, Sam, he shoots Coca Cola. Um, he says every time we play Fulham in the Championship, we lose five one. Never, <laughs> it's true. Uh, never expected to win. Clear golfing quality, but I can't say Fulham worked hard. Yeah, this is the problem which I had. Is what he says. I can't say Fulham worked hard for any of those goals. And I think that was my problem with it. I don't. I wouldn't mind mm. if they scored five. Do you know what? Their fourth goal, that ball from Tete, the right back to Cavalero, and how he took it on his chest, outstanding, absolutely outstanding. That goal was that that goal was fantastic. The rest of them, come on, you know well, that. Yeah, it, yeah, it, but it, even that goal, even that goal, the way he brought it down, still. Yeah, but you, the, at least you can, at least you can ball. see that. At least you can see that and go. Do you know what? The, the execution of that is is decent. Yeah. But, but, shocking. but the the first two or three, you, you, you're a bit more. Yeah, but he, he's right. Uh, Craig Holroyd says, still don't know what our plan is. Plan A is never mind anything else. And it appears the players are the same midfield, far too light 
and lack of movement and options. Uh, right, so I've picked these two out. So pause, I'm going to throw one of them to you. Uh, the other one, Joanne Park from Joanne Parker, I'm going to float that to whoever wants to do it. Uh, she's, I think there's a little bit of tongue in cheek with this as well. And she's put in 16, 17, we were favorites for relegation and lost at home to Fulham 4 1. Uh, very different start, very different stage of the season, obviously. Uh, we all know what happened next. In 21 22, we are again predicted to go down and lost again at Fulham. Ever the optimist could history repeat itself. And I know this, she's put a yeah. wink at the end. And there, there are elements of, um, like I say, a tongue-in-cheek comment there. But I think what that made me think is, are we going overboard after two games? Should we just calm our jets a little bit? Look, look, at, the, look at the signings we made, though, that season. Schindler, Hef, you know, yeah. well, all think... those, those, those players that we, that we brought on, even though we weren't expected, were, were, were quality and made a huge difference. So it's, it's totally different. Totally well, it was aimed at Pozza, but we've just bypassed it. But you know what? Oh, I think the biggest thing for well, me is... No, next one's Pozza. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is we had everyone rowing in the same direction. And yeah. Benza, Bakuna, O'Brien and his agent, Toffolo, they're not wanting to be able to a town, mate. So that squad, Phil, we had like... It was different then because obviously we could bring him in, but for me, yeah. everyone wanted to be there. And yeah. stuff. We've got still this issue with Phil and Dean and, you know, other stuff in the background. And, and it's like, I can just imagine a town Bob meeting must be absolute carnage. You know, to me, it's... That, oh, I'd love to get involved in that. I'd, to love, me, I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Jarvis and what have you. I just felt, as a fan base, everyone were united behind the players. It, you say perfect storm, but you need the unity. And we've not got that. And we've still, as much as it's been turbulent with Pritchard and others and stuff, that's why it's so frustrating when... Obviously, only Phil knows what he's doing with the, you know, Bakuna and. Like I say, we'll we'll leave that to the end of the window. If they're still here after the window, then Pozza can rightfully go in two footed. And if they're sold for money, then Phil can wave two fingers at you, Pozza, and you know, say at least we've got some cash for them, and we'd have lost it otherwise. So we'll see. We'll see at the end of the window on that one. Uh, but one. Yeah, I, I hope Phil's forking <laughs> you by the end of the window. I really do, and that and the other Phil as well. We'll all fork you. So. <laughs> The last one that came through, and I found this an interesting, it's a, it's a negative tweet, but it's an interesting one with substance behind it. And it's from uh, Hursty at HTFC Hursty. I'm going to come to you, Pos, because I think this resonated with you the most. Uh, and he's put, the worst part came after the final whistle. Uh, the club made a huge deal of X number of days without fans. Three players acknowledged as one of those was Schofield. And Schofield could have, you know, hidden, you know, fair play to Ryan. He could have. I, I, if it was me, my shirt had been over my head and I'd have been running and crying to the stadium, you know, to the changing room. So fair play to Ryan. Uh, one of those Schofield, no coaches, no manager, no club captain, three players, uh, really shows how false it all is. And it maybe couples in with another comment where they've been the review show, you know, the, the review show that they have after, you know, they do the preview and review on YouTube. And I, I enjoy those, to be fair. Uh, and they've been that off as well. And there are accusations that the club only sort of pop their head above the parapet when the the sunshine in which I'm not sure is always true, but pause. How did you, how did you take this? Cause you, you saw that as well, didn't you? And you thought this was a, a decent point to raise. Yeah, I think I, I think I messaged on our group to say, I, I only saw a couple sort of make any sort of acknowledgement to, to the crowd. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I get, you've just been beaten five one. You're not, going to be wanting to stay on pitch. Sorry uh, to interrupt you, but I think it's important as well that you also tell people of the, your experience after the game as well with some of the players as well. I think that might be quite... Oh, yeah, but I, I, would, I, would, I was going to come on to that, mate. Yeah, and, cool. 
But I just, I just think. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, after after a match like that, yeah, you've you've, you've lost five one. You're you know you're probably a little bit annoyed, embarrassed, maybe even you know your own performance or whatever. But you know the club maker made a massive deal about you know getting everything everyone back together and you know our home, your home, and all that sort of stuff. And it would it would be nice. It would have been nice for the players to, to make a little bit more of an effort in in sort of you know acknowledging. You know the people that were left. There were probably not that many left anyway. To be fair, you know, everyone seemed to go home as soon as that that fifth one went in. But you know, Phil again playing it. You know, as a professional, he might have a, a different take on this. But if you, if I am always one of them believers that if you're willing to walk around when you've won five one and have everyone die, you know, bowing down to you and all that sort of stuff, you've got to also be man enough to to walk around after you've been beaten five one and, and maybe take a little bit of a. A little bit of an earful, and you know, take it on chin and 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 go off. I know there's social media these days, which people wade into players in on stuff like that. I think you've got to take the rough with the smooth, and you have seen quite a lot on on uh, Schofield. Obviously, he took the main brunt of it, and there's, there's ways and means in there to do it. I'd like to think on this podcast we 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 criticise with sort of reasoned opinion at least, rather than just going, you know, your shit is shit. Is shit. Oh, yeah, um, I won't accept that. For reasoning as to why, and I, I did see a couple of comments where people were almost just being abusive for the sake of it. You know, um, I won't repeat what I, what I saw, but it's one of them where you think oh, I'll reply to that, and then you don't bother because you know it's just going to turn into a massive argument. But um, just coming on to your point, my my young man, you know, is, is absolutely town mad. Um, he. he uh, we're wanting to hang around afterwards. We we went around the pitch uh, after the match to put all stuff away and stuff. And Jordan Rhodes were on pitch and we were trying to get his autograph. And uh, one of club staff were really nice and said, "Look, if you just hang on, they'll all be coming out soon." So we went up to to where they were coming out, and you know, he were getting their autographs. And I sort of just went back a little bit and sort of looked at. It. And the the, the the demeanor between the players were they did look absolutely dejected. And and, and Ryan Schofield did come out and he was one of the very few that I sort of said, "You know, come on." Keep your chin up, Ryan. It's it's one of them things, isn't it? You've made your mistake, and you you hope that you learn from it. And there's been a lot of people sort of saying, "Oh, they don't care," and you know they're not bothered. And you know, looking at some of the faces when the when they came out, it is it is affecting them. Matt, you've talked about it being a mental thing. And if you're playing in the losing side week in week out, does it just become a, a chore to play? And I don't want to play today because if we lose, this is going to happen and stuff. So I, I think sometimes it's as fans, you've got to you've got to be there to support. I don't think that you should just go blindly and support. I think you should be able to criticise, and I think that's that's perfectly reasonable. Um, but where where criticism turns into outright abuse is it, it doesn't really sit comfortably with me. You know, Phil. Again, you you've probably experienced it, so you know, feel free to chip in and and, and you know say how it how it can affect you. But I don't know. It's one of them. There's a lot of young lads. There and, and it could quite easily destroy some of them, which would be a shame, really. It's absolutely it's absolutely pointless. What you know, it's that those players aren't going out to lose a game, you know, and, and you hit nail on head there. They, they, they'll be so dejected from the last couple of seasons how it's been so negative. We've, we've, we've been losing games, the performances haven't been great. They're not going to be happy to lose. Um, and, and and especially someone like Ryan, who's a young lad, you know, he loves his club so. 
like you say, we, you can talk about mistakes and, and any any mistake that you talk about from a player, if if they're worth if, if they've got anything about them, they'll know about that mistake straight away mm. and then reflect on it straight after the game. Goalkeepers especially, because you're reflecting on it while you're playing as well, because you've got that time to do that. Um just going on to like the the after the game, it's funny I I never really thought about it in that way. When when I played, it always seemed to be you kind of acknowledge the fans more so on an away game because it was that kind of acknowledgement that bloody hell you've travelled that way down to Peterborough to come watch us. You know, we, we performed. Even if you perform crap, you, and, and you and you re, all you want to do is go into the change rooms and go and kick a few things down. You'd still go and acknowledge the fans because they've been there. They've, they've travelled all the way and supported you. And sometimes you're quite embarrassed because if you have performed poorly, which you know, massive respect to Ryan for doing what he did at, at the weekend. Um, it's it, it, kind of like in Paris, but then and you feel like I've been absolutely shy. Do you know what I mean? Um, and at home, I, I think we've been spoiled. I think with, with, with the with the players that we've had, uh, the the kind of camaraderie, the Wagner, where you know we've come to the crowd, and which I think was fantastic because it brings you all together. Um, I think we've probably been a little bit spoiled, and and. I don't, I don't really see the players doing that after the game, um, even if we've won. Um, I might be wrong, but I would never do it. When I was at home, when I was playing at home, I kind of just, even if win or lose, I kind of walk off the pitch. Uh, whereas when it was away, there'd always be that acknowledgement. So it's a funny one, isn't it, really? Um, but I don't think it takes away from, from what the players feel about the fans, because the fans are great, um, even if they do leave a little bit early sometimes, um, which, I'm sure <laughs> none, which I'm sure none of you guys do. Stop losing them, Phil. I know, this I know. is this is this is fury coming out from twenty years ago. Sorry, Phil. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I don't, yeah, it's, it's, I don't it's a difficult that. one, mate. But yeah, fair play. You know, it's what 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 gets my back up is when like you've waited there with your lad, and and if there's a couple of players that just totally ignore and walk off, that I used to hear that because at the end of the day, it's it's you know it's for the kids as well mainly, and, and it makes their day. But your young came away from the game with autographs and speaking to some of the players, and everybody was buzzing on it. Even though we're oh, lost. mate, it were, it, to a man, I'll, you know, not a single player tried to shy off or you know run past without without saying hello to him. You and, know, like if a player like you know, someone, if, if you hand your autograph book out and you say, "Can you sign that?" and the players literally, I know, so loads of them, they'll just take it, won't even look at the kid, sign it, give it yeah. back, and walk off. I hate that because there's no. No, he had uh, he had photos and he had a little chat with some of them, and you know, yeah, they were good. were spot on with him, mate. And that's yeah. what it is, you know, when you're six years old, he he's he, he too were annoyed that we'd lost 5-1 but he didn't yeah. mention score all night he was yeah. just buzzing he kept, must have, I must have looked at his autograph book 20 times today <laughs> the Pippa, the Pippa um, photo so was you know really that, good. that's what it's about really in the end of yeah yeah. I enjoyed the Pippa photo mate that looked like they were having a little bit of sort of back and forth yeah photo, Pippa to be fair I don't, I don't really know how much Spanish I Jack knows but you know <laughs> they seem to be having a chat about something <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll surprise you uh, that's <laughs> that, that's it really from uh, the the terms of the football forum. So thanks to everybody for, uh, for, uh, for posting your thoughts. So um, there's a lot that came in there. So uh, thank you again to, to everybody for doing that. And we'll, we'll, we'll put the best of those up on, uh, on social media as well. So thanks for that. Uh, right guys, we've reached that stage now whereby uh, we are at the end of the podcast. Do we have any other business, anything you guys want to raise? Cosy, you've unmuted yourself. Do you want to unload with anything else? No, oh, I just, to me, a lot of this stuff, psychological and mindset, that, again, I'm just going on a Tuesday. I just think, honestly, I, I want to, I've been saying here, I want to see an identity in good football. I just think it's just a needs most job on Tuesday night. And I just hope that the crowd stick. It's a test for the crowd. 
the, the, the euphoria of the first game is gone with not being back at my first game back. So I'm looking forward to it. But like being, you know, it'll be a lower crowd than Saturday because midweek crowds always do. And that's all. Preston probably not going to bring many because I don't think their fans are up for it at the moment. It's, it's a test for everyone, really. And I think you're going to see a lot because I just think that mindset for Sheffield United, because to me, that feels a daunting. If even though they've started bad, that seems a daunting. Sheffield will be looking out thinking, wow, we've got a shield there. But all of a sudden, we can win. And I don't know, we could be sat here in a way. This is the upper football. But I just, yeah, I, Fulham, let's be honest, we were always struggling with his better players out. It's a lot to ask in a two, three days for, you know, for guys to come back. I think Tom Lees maybe will get his debut. But, yeah, I just, I just hope we all stick with it and that as well and and stuff. I just, I, I hope it's just not going to be a night like, well, the last Fulham when Jan lost his job and, you know, we never really do well against Preston, do we? Oh no, it's time to change that and, yeah, that's just, exactly uh, right. Exactly right. Mindset thing and that as well. So yeah, please, town, come on, <laughs> begging, begging, please, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, just his back, the chanting and all that. And I know it's mental to think of that, but mate, this is a guy who's Phil Sheffield Wednesday's bench. They went down, he's on our yeah. bench. You know, and I just come on, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I'm, time we turn only it te- Listen, only takes one performance, doesn't it? Only, you know, we saw that last year, only takes yeah. one performance, a little bit of confidence. You're two you're wingers, that, you're two wingers yeah. full of confidence, buzzing around. Strikers, you know, notching a couple of goals. It's space of them. You know, it make, it only takes that little bit, and, it, and it'll just build the confidence throughout throughout the club. But we, we're wait, waiting for it, are we? Yeah, it's like what Posse says. They've seen guys walk out dejected and stuff. Yeah, come again. It's quickly. We're not probably going to have yeah. That's what you want. Perfect. But yeah, it's such a question for a test for the fans for the players. Come on, if we win this on Tuesday, it's like I think. I'm feeling that that we're kind of the turning point, the turning circle. Do you think it's shown something? I'm not so sure. You know, a draw to me is yeah, it might stop the drop, but it's still it'll be far without a win, and and then you got Bramall Lane and stuff. I don't know. I just the crowd. It's oh, mate. It's a knife edge. It's it's not a faint-hearted job, is it? Tuesday, but come on. <laughs> yeah. We'll win. Listening to you there, because you get up. We've just been on here saying how bad we are. Now I'm like. I'm buzzing. I'm like, come on, yeah, let's get there. You know, let's one, do it now. That's what it is, isn't it? That's the fan in you that, yeah, we are crap. But do you know what? We might win on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and if you didn't have that, you would stop going, wouldn't you? Look, I, I, yeah. Look, I think I think Preston's a really good, um, really good gauge of where we're at. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham are excellent. We've got COVID issues. You know, in hindsight, losing heavily to Fulham was potentially on the cards anyway. Uh, Derby was always going to be a tricky one there, you know, playing them first was going to be tricky because they're, you know, they're at that stage really where it's us, you know, it's us versus you. They've not hit, they've not fallen down and failed to get back up just yet Derby. And that could potentially be what happens to them later on. So, you know, I think Preston's a really good test, a similar club to ourselves, you know, uh, not having the best of time. And I think it's going to be a really ugly boxing match between two fat blokes in it outside the pub you know really drunk match you know outside the frontier <laughs> battle from you know 20 years ago swinging windmilling at each other it's not going to be a pretty one and hopefully we can land that knockout windmill to uh to get the three points i i think we can do it uh cosy you 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 seem quite positive Poza is positive phil predicting a win you know i don't think two one i don't think brady and josh are able to get a, a warm-up episode out before the game so 
you know, we've we've done the job for him here, nice and easy. Uh, I think we're all, you know, despite being mostly negative for the last hour or so, we're all going for a win Tuesday. Exactly. I think it's more realistic than negativity. People yeah. are confused too, and certainly on social media, if you wear a realistic view, you will get someone that tells you that you've been negative, and sometimes you're not. You just you're just outlining what is going on, and I think that's what a lot of fans are doing at the moment. No one's being negative for the negative sake. They are genuine reasons, and they are genuine concerns. Um, it's possible if we'd have had a full side out with everyone fit and fighting, and that happens, then you're worried. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, to yeah. Worry, but there's so many mitigating circumstances and stuff. Yeah, let's. Yeah, and and the thing is, people say they don't want to hear excuses, but we've got eight. You know that the, one of the main reasons for Carlos and Co dipping last year was we we constantly had eight nine players out injured yeah. every game until every game. I, I generally don't think there's been a, a more unlucky football club than Huddersfield Town since the turn of the year. Generally, I genuinely don't. Even that first goal was a complete piss take on Saturday. How Schofield, yeah, Schofield shanks it, hits Mitrovic's <laughs> knee and arm and flukes and spins into that. How does that even happen? It's a complete fluke, isn't it? It's a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, watching Nick Hancock's football nightmares when I was a kid. <laughs> it's like, how you does know, it happen, though? I must have watched it about 50 times because it's it just so it can, bizarre. The thing is, Schofield could do that 50 times and it'll only go in the net once. It's just, it's just a complete... Like when I'm at social media, Jeff Stelling latches on the way. Sound yeah. by, and it's just a brick back to Amon Scopey with so in a way it's you know it's well, still- Ryan's going to be in goal on Tuesday pause make sure you know everyone gets behind him because you know he's a local lad you know he's, he's having a tough time it, it's It'll not nice it's not nice to watch him struggle you know it's not yeah. nice you know let's you know Fulham fans spent the entire second half singing 31 year effing this and telling him that you know it's all your fault you know that's not you know, oh, um, I used to get that every game. That's, it was your I fault, Phil. That. So, you know. We <laughs> played Brentford away after Chelsea and um, oh, what was that um, lad called up front for Brentford at the time? I can't remember his name. And, and I let one through through my arms and they sang that for virtually the whole half. <laughs> it's great. But at least he's singing about you. It's better than the... I oh. <laughs> <laughs> really used to do my head in. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm trying to think who the striker did. Was it the big guy? That they had. No, little lad. Um, I can't remember when he went after. He was decent. Not Campbell, was it? Some Campbell who called. Not DJ Campbell, was it? DJ yeah. Campbell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, him, Campbell. yeah, just bobbled it and it scuffed under my arms. So they just sang it. It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to Brentford there? Eh? The crap. Eh? I know. Yeah. I know. Fair play to them. They've done yeah. it. They've done it. They've, they've done it the way that a lot of clubs. One or two, it don't they? In terms of they buying used to make the nicest uh, pasta after the game. We used to get like little sandwiches <laughs> and stuff from clubs. Brentford always made like this big fat pasta, chicken pasta. It was brilliant. <laughs> Couldn't wait till the end of the game. It wasn't <laughs> such a bad game then, Phil. No, they were all right. Yeah, they're all right, Brentford. Yeah, they're all right. Right, I think that's it for us this week, isn't it, guys? So, yeah, yeah. So, thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks for uh, checking in with us and uh, you know get involved with the football forum and uh, and. And let us guys let us know what you want to hear from us as well. You know, you guys set the agenda. You tell us what you want want us to what we what you want us to. I've only had one of these. I'm all over the place, so we only want you know you guys to let us know. You know what what you want us to talk about is what. <laughs> I still can't speak. Can't speak. I can't do it. 
One of these. Yeah, that's not an endorsement for town lager. I don't know what it is. I'm all I'm for a lie down. Can I get that can before we kick off on Tuesday, Right. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll be back next week. And oh maybe after some maybe after the Preston game, depending on how it goes. Right. Thanks. And don't forget, let us know what you want us to (laughs) say or talk about. See you again. (laughs) Thanks, Phil. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points. Not Nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.